Hello and welcome to The Pearls Podcast, sharing wisdom and inspiration through everyday stories of life and faith. Such a treat to have Wendy Roberts on the podcast today. Wendy and I share the same home church, but I've not had a chance to have a really good chat with her yet. A few weeks ago, I was watching a video of Wendy and her family sharing their story about their adventure leaving Mount Life behind to work with YWAM in Mexico and all the incredible ways in which they heard from God in guiding them on a journey to build a missionary retreat. I thought this story was one that could inspire so much faith in others and I wanted to share it further on the podcast. Wendy is wife to Brendan and mother to four rad children, Max, Demi, Cooper and Toby. Prior to heading to Mexico, Wendy had a varied career as a travel agent, then starting a business called Soas, helping people declutter their physical belongings. She then trained to become a strengths finder coach when she realized she wanted to go deeper with people and give them the tools to grow. Wendy, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I am so excited to have you here and yeah, I just know that your story is going to inspire so much faith in others um, into what life can look like when you're really open um, to hearing and responding to God's voice. So I thought we could crack right into it by asking you the question, what is the best pearl of wisdom you've ever been given or heard? Oh, that would have to be from my wise friend Sharon, who always, she does it and she teaches, like reminds me to just believe the best of people. And Mm -hmm. it just, it changes a lot. Like if you just believe that actually that person wasn't meaning to be rude or, you know, they did want the best for you. Um, yeah, so yeah, I love that bit of advice that she gives me. I- that is awesome. So simple, straight up, and so good. Um, I think when we believe the best in people, it, it also calls it out in them, which is which is awesome. Um, watching the video about how God spoke to you through dreams and events to build a missionary retreat was so awesome, and I found it so inspiring watching your family's story. Um, for those of you who haven't heard the story, which is probably most of the listeners, can you share with us how you ended up taking your family to Mexico along with your husband, Brendan, and what inspired you to go there as a family? Yeah, sure. So um, we, um, yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep this part brief, but basically we took our children back to Africa. So Brendan and I had been there as newly married and we'd always wanted to take our four children to Africa. Um, and as our eldest Max was getting near university age, we realized it was kind of now or never to take all four of them. Um, so we went there um, to do some volunteer work. We had, um, we yeah, got a connection in New Zealand for a school that um, runs for orphans. And so we were going to be able to volunteer there for a few months. And through that um, through that time, we got to stay at a YWAM base, which we'd never been connected with YWAM before. Um, awesome. Yeah, and the, the, the people there, like we, we volunteered and we helped a bit there, but they kept reminding us to take time. Like they kept on kind of slowing us down because we're used to just being busy. And they were like, look, this is precious time for your family. Take time. And so we actually did. <laughs> we slowed down a bit. We'd pray together as a family um, and shockingly, he spoke to us. <laughs> um, and so um, we, through through a friend, like a, not a close friend, more an acquaintance. I'd only met her like for a 
one time. Um, but through her, I messaged her. They were at a YWAM base in Mexico. So I connected again, asking how they were. And yeah, the, um, through her, she invited us to come and volunteer over here. And then God really confirmed it through some really crazy things um, that that was we were taking the right step. And so, um, yeah, we, we went home and uh, Brennan sold our business. Um, and we packed up everything and came to Mexico, which we thought we were coming for one year. But um, now it's ended up to be long term. So he's tricky like that sometimes, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have coped if I'd known it was like forever <laughs> to start with. But actually, just bit by bit, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Seems to be, seems to be something that um, God does. Often. Man, that's oh, yeah, such an amazing story. And I just love um yeah, I love that you said that, like just taking that time to listen to God's voice and then you heard him speak to you and kind of take you on a whole um, new path, which is so awesome. And I remember you told me some of the cool little like signs that um, he showed you uh, as a family. I think you're saying something about Cooper reading a, it was like a number plate on a, a motorbike or something. Uh-huh. Again. Yeah, I'll share. So I just shown the kids where Mexico was on the map. Um, and where the Baja Peninsula was, which is like the big pointy part on the left-hand side of Mexico. And um, basically, you know, we said we'd pray about it because it was a big decision. Um, And then we went off to the local town and Brennan took Cooper for a hot chocolate somewhere and we met up. And then Cooper said, oh, mum, I saw Baja written on a motorbike. And I said, oh, (laughs) like how strange like I was like what do you mean and I was kind of looking to Brendan like why would he say that um mm-hmm. and there's a there's a brand of motorbike so just like Suzuki or Honda um there's a brand of motorbike in especially Uganda but quite off like right through Africa um called and I can't quite pronounce it but it Baja so it's spelled B-A-J-A-J and so it's spelt the same way as Baja, which is the peninsula of Mexico mm. we were looking at, except it's got an extra J on the end. But this particular mm. motorbike, like it's got like a metal sign on it, um, the end J had been snapped off. So it was literally reading Baja. Crazy. And, and it was crazy that Cooper had taken in how to spell Baja just by looking at the map like that morning. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> That's, um, yeah. So that to me and definitely to Cooper just felt like a real green light. Um, and yeah, it just, it kind of carried on from then little confirmations along the way. That's so cool. Man, I love how God speaks to us sometimes in such quirky little ways and, yeah, I think that, and I think things like signs and pictures, and sometimes I get, I'll get lyrics from the most random songs that I haven't heard for years. Oh, great! Thinking, okay, like I'm, um, yeah, it's so cool. Like I know he most often speaks to us through his word, but I just I love the creative ways which he speaks outside of that as well. Um, yeah, yeah. What's what's the most common ways God speaks to you? Like, have you found or do you? Are they, was it always kind of quite varied and. Yeah, I've honestly never had like big dreams or um, 
words where I would have been like, God said that to me, like, mm. not at all. Like, I always wanted it. I was always like, oh, if God just told me what to do, I'd do it. But mm. it always was more just like, okay, we'll pray about this. And I'd get a sense that, yep, that, that'll be right. And maybe connections with people that kind of made it obvious, like, oh, that door's opening, that door's closing. Um, but more subtle ways. Um, but yeah, honestly, in the last 18 months, I'm like, oh gosh, maybe I just haven't been looking or listening all this time because now like quite like, yeah, quite frequently I've seen literal signs that are just exactly the answer I've needed, like random signs and random places that make no sense to be there, but that's, you know, what we've needed. Um, yeah, so that that would be, and then yeah, and um, if you, if you listen to my full story, that's when I had two really specific dreams mm. that I've woken up and written down the written the details um, down like straight away. I keep a pen and paper by my bed now, um, just in case. And yeah, that they have been God dreams. They they've felt different than um, any other dreams I've ever had. Oh, I love it. It's awesome. And I've, yeah, I'm not someone who's ever had, I'd say, God dreams. So maybe that's something I've got to look forward to in the future. <laughs> yeah, honestly, because I never had either. So, yeah, you know, it can happen. <laughs> so cool. Oh, man. I, um, I love how you and Brendan decided to take your family on adventure and follow God's call. But what did life look like for your family back in the Mount prior to sensing a call to go on mission? Okay. Um. We had a fun life, like our kids all love surfing and skating and outdoor things. Um, our favorite days were like lake days um, with you know, friends and our boat. And um, we were really involved with our local church, which is Curate. And uh, we had a business, we had a benchtop business there. Um, so life was busy, but it was, it was great. It was fun. That's so cool. I um yeah, I remember always thinking that your family looked like they were having so much fun, and I saw, I saw your boys around a lot. I think at surf activities and the skate ramp, uh, and <laughs> yeah, that'll be them. <laughs> I think I was so proud of myself for finally dropping into the mini ramp at Curate back in the day. And then I think wow. like it does all these crazy tricks, and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you should be proud of that though. <laughs> Uh, I also I also actually remember coming to your house once to pick up the Millgate kids and I think you had like about 10 or so like under 10 year olds at your house so you, it seemed like your house was kind of like the local neighborhood hang was it was it hard to leave behind the security of jobs and your home in the mount especially with COVID like how did you how did you push pa past any fear around this and and choose to step out in faith yeah, it was honestly because it was so clear to us that we were to go, it really didn't, it really was like lots easier than I would have thought. Um, yeah, there's no doubt for us in our mind that this was where God wanted to for us to go. And so that just, it took the pressure off. Like if it was our decision that we were just planning a fun family adventure, like it would be a, it would be a lot of stress. But um, I know it sounds funny because it's like a bigger move than we've ever made, but mm. it really was one of the simplest. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I, um, I've had a couple of similar experiences, I think, but I've just felt so clearly that God wanted me to go somewhere um, yes. and, 
things to navigate you know in the process of moving and leaving behind and it seems like a big change there's yeah I know the feeling it's like there's almost no hesitation because you're like well I'm just social that's where I'm meant to be going and I, I know yeah so it's gonna be good yeah that's yeah that's that's exactly it and it has it's just it's been great so far and yeah we're looking forward to the future still <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's many more exciting things to come and yeah. uh, in in part of your story on your website you mentioned that back when you were 22 uh, yeah. You realised you'd like to take care of missionaries one day. Um, yeah. So like, how did you come to be inspired to start a missionary retreat? And and how did it feel realising that this dream from years ago was finally coming to fruition? Yeah, it was when I was 22 and I was doing my big OE. So I'd been to England and Europe and then came home through Africa. Um, and I was in Zimbabwe and I went to a missionary retreat Um just it was like for a day and just to see kind of what they did there and Mm. as soon as I saw it I was like ah this is what I meant to do like take care of missionaries and it was just yeah it was so clear for me then and I didn't really know how that would happen but I knew that was that was what I was wanting to do and probably meant to be doing um Mm. But it's been, yeah, like we've done lots of short-term trips and lots of places, visited lots of missionaries, done short-term mission work with our family and things. Um, But nothing's jumped out. Like I've kind of tried a few times, like figuring how I could do a missionary retreat in New Zealand and bring missionaries there, but it kind of was too far away from where most missionaries are. Um, And... Yeah, and honestly, it just it feels like God just hit us over the head with this, and it's I couldn't be happier because this yeah right from when I was twenty two and saw that missionary retreat, I thought ah that's that's what I'll be doing. Man, I love that. That's that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and to be honest, I I don't even know if I knew missionary retreats were a thing until I saw your video. I hadn't really <laughs> yeah. had it. I mean, I've been involved with with YM and and that stuff myself I didn't I didn't realize there was such a thing as a retreat so that's awesome and it's so cool that yeah I guess God's timing is always perfect isn't it and we can have these dreams and things and think yeah it's something to do and and yeah try and make it happen at times but yeah yeah, he just he just brings it to pass and his time and yeah man (laughs) amazing creates yeah because there's there's not many missionaries like looked into it in the states there's some and mm-hmm. in Africa like there's um a couple um yeah it's it's not a big thing but it should be a big thing like it's really needed like the more we've worked with missionaries um there's get a break um because when they when they take well, a so-called holiday, they go home to where they're from generally, if it's not kind of too, too far to fly, and they spend their time catching up with their supporters um, mm. and family, which is lovely, but like normally sleeping on, you know, lounges or just, you know, mm. like, like it's not a holiday holiday. It's just really telling people what they're doing, um, raising support for the work they're doing, speaking in churches and small groups. And then they come home more exhausted. Um, and I've seen it over and over again. I'm like, oh, how was your holiday? And they kind of just look shattered going, oh, yeah, mm. it, was, it was fine. Not really a break, but <laughs> mm. a change. And so I just, 
I yeah I just love the work that yeah so many of the missionaries we get to work alongside do and I'm like of course they need a proper holiday proper break where we can care for them and um yeah and treat them just switch it around so um yeah I couldn't be happier that's so cool and do you get missionaries from all around the world or are they may uh, mainly missionaries in that region like around Mexico and the states or yeah no we will absolutely be publicizing it yeah wide <laughs> far far so yeah any any missionaries are more than welcome at our retreat and so we'll be starting it um starting taking missionaries from March next year um, awesome. And yeah, and like even long term missionaries that are retired and like home in New Zealand, I would just feel so privileged if they wanted to come and have a holiday. Um, mm. Yeah, so I just, I, we want to care for missionaries past and present. So um, yeah, we would just love that. So spread the word. <laughs> I will. That's amazing. And do they come, like, how long do they generally come for to the retreat? Um, we haven't made any hard and fast rules yet. A, a mm-hmm. little bit will depend how far they travel from and like their time constraints. Like they might just right. only have a week to come and relax or they might be able to come for a couple of weeks and really take some time. Um, but yeah, we'll be caring for them as well if that's what they're wanting or if they just really need some solitude, we can give them that. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, no, I would, yeah, that's that's wicked and definitely we'll, we'll be sharing the word about that. Um right. <laughs> I did have um, on a little bit of a sidetrack. I have to say, back in the mount, I used to see you and Brendan around a bit, always going for walks and biking down Marine Parade, always out being active, and you two just always looked so sweet. <laughs> and I sound like a stalker. <laughs> no, I'm just the mount's a small place. <laughs> so, how long have you and Brendan been married? Ah, well, funny, on Sunday, we just celebrated 23 years of marriage. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. It blows me away because it does not feel that long because, yeah, (laughs) it just doesn't. (laughs) Can you tell us, I'm a sucker for stories, can you tell us the story of how you both met and got married? Ah, yep, I can. Um, So we both went to a sports camp. Uh, over in Hawke's Bay and so they would run it every year on Labour Weekend and so it was all the youth groups from around um, mainly the North Island um, would put teams in and you would come and you'd play sport from six o'clock in the morning till like late at night and you'd just play like everybody would play virtually every sport Um, which I just totally loved and Brennan totally loved. And that's where we met because we were on the same team but didn't know each other there. So, um, yeah, that was our meeting spot. Oh, very cool. And, um, oh, that's awesome. And what are your top tips for a healthy and lasting marriage? Um, I, I guess I would say notice all the great things about your partner and let the small stuff go because I, yeah, that would that would be it and it's hard to do sometimes or every day but um yeah it does make for a a happy marriage that's yeah that's great advice and I think that would apply to so many situations and all kinds of relationships I suppose and I guess it goes back to your um your top piece of advice at the start about believing the best in people and focusing on the great things and 
being thankful. I just think, it's, yes, it is such a perspective shifter, isn't it? And we can always choose, choose whether we see and call out the best. And I think by doing that, yeah, that we help, you know, them to continuously grow in those char- characteristics. And mm. Yeah, definitely. Like I drop the ball, oh my goodness, so often, but, um, but I'm trying. That's what I, yeah, that's honestly, I think does work the best for our marriage anyway. Yeah. That's awesome. That's very solid advice. Um, so for you guys and your family, what are your, what are your plans for this foreseeable future? Are you planning to serve long-term in Mexico at this stage? And, and like, how do you navigate that with raising your children and schooling over there? Yeah, great question. Um, permanent residency visas. So we can live permanently in Mexico, um, which is wow, that's unbelievable. That's insane. Normally, it's a ridiculously long, expensive, drawn-out, frustrating um, procedure. Wow. And it's, yeah, and we yeah we literally got them straight away. So um, yeah, that honestly was a real god thing. Um, yeah, we've never heard of anybody having that happen. I just yeah. So normally, it's a really long, drawn-out procedure, but. Um, yeah, we really are super thankful to have our permanent residency. So we, yeah, we're here for long term. Um, we take over the hotel in September. Um, we are still fundraising for that now. Um, and we'll turn it into the missionary retreat to give space for missionaries and pastors to come. Um, so early next year, that will be ready, um, yeah, for for people that need a rest and to be refreshed um, and you asked about the kids um, mm-hmm. they'll be in a local school which it will be a huge challenge for them because it's totally Spanish so um, yeah being fully immersed is going to be it's going to be hard for them um, mm-hmm. but they are yeah they're adaptable kids honestly they've been doing great we've all been learning Spanish um me just a bit slower than the rest of them but (laughs) but we'll get there so um yeah that's so cool I actually um a few years ago when I did my DTS with YM it was in Colombia and it was a bilingual base and I was under the impression there were going to be a lot of mixed English and Spanish speakers but I turned up and I was the only uh non-Spanish speaker that turned up (gasps) so everything was in Spanish and I had a translator but it was still really you know difficult at times and I remember the first morning doing chores around the house and I had people yelling at me trying to give me instructions and I was just like I have no no idea what you're saying and I have to say it made me learn really fast yeah (laughs) and that's great so you did learn (laughs) Spanish quite quickly there I did I think again like definitely um I'd say God gave me quite a grace for it but at the time you know, by the time I left, I was actually translating for an American team that came over about yeah, wow, a few months after yeah, landing there. So that was quite incredible. But then if you tried to have a conversation with me in Spanish now, I yeah, I'm not sure how that would go. I bet <laughs> you'd pick it up. That, yeah, that is impressive. But it's yeah, that was really brave going there when yeah, the only English speaker. That's fantastic. That's it. It's a great way to learn, isn't it? <laughs> So, yeah, it is. No, yeah, it's probably one of the easier languages I think to learn in terms of like, I think you can listen to conversation, even pick up on words that like realmente or exactamente that are similar to like exactly or really, and you can kind of sometimes piece things together. Um, yes. That, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. No. 
it very is, cool well apparently is a good language to learn I'm just <laughs> you know like still stumbling through it but yeah we get yeah you will get there and it will just click at some point and then you'll be fluent as anything <laughs> um oh that's so cool and are the kids are they loving it uh Mexican life and getting out in the Mexican surf and the kids have um lots of Spanish friends um some of them some are bilingual some only speak Spanish which does make them learn a lot quicker um yeah so it's no they're doing great with it they are that's awesome so um so Wendy for anyone who like feels cool to support your ministry in Mexico or support uh-huh. the missionary retreat what are some yes. ways they can help out and like what are your current needs as a family um and for the yeah for the retreat and other projects you might be working on ah uh, good question um so there's two parts really at present so one is we need to raise some more monthly support for our family to be here um mm-hmm. so of course there's still the normal costs of housing and food and a car to run and things like that um so yeah we are needing a bit more monthly support and mm-hmm. secondly is we are needing to still raise 400,000 US dollars for the retreat um we've had like a few unbelievably generous gifts so that figure keeps mm-hmm. on coming down yeah. um yeah but it, that's ex- it's exciting so um if you feel led to give to the retreat that would just be incredible as well um so yeah it's all on our website um you can just click on the give button and um just mark it for family or um retreat Amazing. And that the website is robertsmexico.com. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So for any, any listeners, it's www.robertsmexico.com. Perfect. That's awesome. Um, and is there anything else people can be helping you guys out with in terms of supporting you over there? Mm, probably um, praying for our family. And mm-hmm. particularly Max, our eldest son, is still in New Zealand at university. Um, so he's doing great he's in his second year at Tauranga University um which is fantastic um that's so cool that he's at Tauranga expanded the campus there haven't they yes so it's linked with Waikato um yeah so um he's doing great but he does miss us and we all miss him a lot um so that's that's probably our biggest yeah our biggest prayer request is for him Awesome. Amazing. And if anyone uh, in the future maybe feels like they would love to come and help out with what you guys are doing, is that a possibility as well? Uh, absolutely. It um, We'll be starting to take teams. Um, let's see. Um, so teams often come to the campus we're at at the moment and build homes over a weekend for homeless Mexicans. It's called Homes of Hope. Um, oh, awesome. And yeah. it's a fabulous ministry um, and a really neat way for families um, or singles to just connect, come as a group, uh, about 15 to 20 people in a group um, and build a house and experience missions over here. So we're hoping that will be one of our first ministries that we bring down the Baja when we start YWAM Cabo next year. Um, and yeah, it'll take us a little while to be able to take volunteers and things like that, um, just because we'll just be a small pioneering team to start with. Um, mm. But we would, yeah, we would love to connect with anyone. So we've got our website is on our 
um, sorry, our email is on our website. So, um, yeah, if you're interested to follow us, we can send you updates each month of what we're doing and photos of, um, yeah, photos of the retreat and things like that. Cool. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, thank you so much, Winnie, for just taking the time to, um, yeah, to, to talk to us and to share your story and yeah, it's super inspiring. And I, yeah, I know it's just going to inspire so much faith in others and, um, yeah, hopefully inspire them to, um, I guess really listen to God and, and those adventures that he might be able to take them on as well. <laughs> yeah. I've really enjoyed it. And it just, I guess if you know me, which most of you probably won't, but like I don't have dreams I know like um the two God dreams I've had have been like unbelievably clear like God's just Mm. feels like hit me on the forehead like this is what I want you to do which is just yeah my favorite but and all my life um I've just kind of had to be praying and feeling like okay that door's open and going in that direction I really just think what I've learned is just to take one step at a time, like just mm-hmm. take a step forward. Even if you haven't had a big sign in the sky, like if you're feeling like, oh, I would love to go to Africa or I really want to go and volunteer at some organization in New Zealand, then just take the first step and mm-hmm. then see God will open doors and make it clear. Like he's not trying to hide what he wants for your life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just think don't be stagnant. Don't just stop and freeze and think, oh, I'm just not quite sure. I think if like, I think normally we're not quite sure, like we've got an inkling. So I just mm-hmm. think just go for it. Just take one step and see what happens. That's awesome advice. Great yeah. advice. Thanks so much for listening. I hope this episode has been encouraging for you and we look forward to you joining us next time.